What's up, everybody out there in internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, Episode 7. Why, what is this podcast, you may be wondering? Why, it is a podcast made for gamers by gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I am one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me as always, if you have your controller out and press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, you will unlock Kevin Corkum. <laughs> hey, Joseph, how you doing? Good, man. I had to get you in on that Konami code. You know what I'm I saying? know, right? Yeah, it's, it's quite the, everybody knows it. <laughs> right. How have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, geez. Uh, same old stuff, really. Just uh, streaming and trying to keep my head above water in these uh, crazy times. As you know, I'm I, so I live in Florida, and uh, the cases here are uh, incredibly high right now. Um, uh, they're they're not looking great in Texas either. But uh, I'm no, I, I live we, in Orange in Orange County, so I live in Orlando. It's a pretty um, populated area. We're seeing crazy numbers, so just trying to stay safe and um, you know social distance and wear my mask and not go out anywhere pretty much so that's that's what I've been doing I've just been hanging out in the house it's God man it feels like forever since I've done something normal you know yeah I, I feel you man uh, we we did have a little bit of normalcy here in Texas because our governor opened everything up and now they shut it right back down so here in Texas it's just as bad as Florida and it's it's just like man when is this going to go away I want my normal life back but this may be becoming the new normal yeah it it very well might be uh, I don't want to talk too much about the virus this is an escape but you know hey we're we're thinking about everybody out there hopefully everyone's staying safe and um and following the rules and doing what you're supposed to be doing and uh sooner we all kind of come together as one the sooner all of this bullshit will be behind us Absolutely. What have you, you know, you, you called this podcast an escape, uh, which I think is a great metaphor for what this podcast is about is what we use for an escape. Um, some of us do. I mean, it's a hobby of mine, video games. What have you been playing, Kevin? I honestly have been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Um, nice. I, I jumped in, I can't even, it's probably been a week, you know, since right after we, you know, uh, recorded the last podcast. I've been playing Apex almost exclusively. I'm just it, something about it, it. It's got its teeth in me, and I can't stop playing. It's so fun. Uh, the The shooting finally feels good to me. Um, like for a very long time, I didn't think the gunplay was very good, and I'm pretty sure I even said that on one of our previous podcasts. Uh, and I, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think the game, the gunplay is as good as maybe Call of Duty or something a little bit more kinetic. But for what Apex is, it it feels really good because movement is obviously king in that game. It it just you know if you're in a gunfight, it's all about positioning, even more so than a lot of your other BRs. It it is really really all about being able to move and flank and position and get high ground quickly. Uh, and I'm just I'm loving it. I, I really it, it's right now it's my favorite battle royale. Um, and it's man the 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 heroes are so fun the gameplay is great um it's yeah it just got its teeth in me nice man uh yeah we we had started playing that um a couple of weeks ago we got back into it and i've been playing it with you here and there and uh i'm actually i think we're probably if i i'm if you don't got anything going on i think we're probably gonna play it after we get done recording here <laughs> yeah probably um but uh yeah i love i love some apex legends i like uh the heroes that they have there they all feel fairly balanced i don't think any one's character's ability uh you know puts you at a certain advantage over anybody else in the game yeah um 
I love the fact now they have two maps and they rotate every 45 minutes. Yep. I, I think, or is it every it's, two it, hours? It's, it's like 45 minutes to an hour. It, it depends, but it's a, it's a really great way to mix it up. I mean, the, they've changed the original map. I can't remember. The original map is Kings Canyon. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so they changed that around. Skulltown's gone. A couple of these other places are gone and they, they put them, you know, some other uh, locations in, and then they have the other map, which is world's edge. Both maps I think are really, really great. World's edge is a little bit more crowded in the sense that, um, King Kings Canyon, you can kind of land further away from people and then pick and choose your fights from there. Uh, the other map, you really end up landing almost always with a, with one other squad, which which adds a nice little little gameplay touch. I mean, you can wipe them out, and then from there, uh, I really like the middle game in Apex. I think it's very well balanced. I don't think there are too many people like when I, when you play Warzone, there's just people around every fucking corner man like it, it just there's yeah. always someone there and apex it's nice because you get to you know kill your first couple squads move through the middle of the game's all about positioning figuring out where you want to be for that those final couple circles and then you get into another two or three really fun hectic fights and and i really like that gameplay loop it's it's for me it's it's a really good balance of chaos and 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 loot and i love that you know, I think, and you kind of touched on it a second ago with Apex having the, the the player movement speed is so fast in that. You love the way every character controls and they move. Um, the one thing that kind of sticks out from any other Battle Royale, I don't think I've ever truly really ran into campers until very, very, very late when you're trying to play for positioning. Like, you know what I mean? In, yeah, in absolutely. Warzone, Warzone, people are camping from the very beginning of the game. Uh, same thing with PUBG, uh, Fortnite even a little bit. But yeah, Apex, most people are constantly moving because the speed feels so good because you're going to constantly be on the lookout for better equipment upgrades. And you actually enjoy getting into engagements in that game. Oh yeah, every engagement feels fresh. It feels it feels fun and, and very rarely feels cheap in my opinion. There, there are some encounters you get and you're like, okay, they clearly just had better loot and like we were unprepared to to handle them we were all together and you know they just picked us off one by one but for the most part if you're communicating with your team and and everything else it's 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 fairly easy and fun to to take on these engagements and uh feel like you have you know you can even if you are at a disadvantage you can gain advantage through your abilities or uh you know through good communication and movement and and kind of get the upper hand and disappear for a second and come back and and it just it's really it's really fun i don't know I'm, I'm having a blast are you playing anything else besides apex um i played a little bit more of the last of us i played like another hour of a new game plus and um it just it it i played it so much during that first week week and a half that i i'm a little burnt on it right now i want to come back when i'm itching for it um not that i'm not enjoying when i do sit down i just i want it to be I'll, I'll most likely come back to it after I play Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and I, right now I'm playing Apex until Ghost of Tsushima, and then I'm going to be playing a lot of that. I might I might stream a brunt of it on the Remote Gaming um, Twitch channel, uh, so look out for that. It's the uh, underscore remote underscore gaming uh, at twitch.tv backslash the underscore remote underscore gaming um, channel. I'm, I'm thinking about putting a couple uh, long streams up there for, for some gameplay and, and discussion. So be on the lookout for that as well. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I uh, have been playing, as you know, I'll, be, I'll always be playing Valorant. That's that's like my go-to competitive shooter right now at the moment. Um, they released competitive 
about a week and a half ago now, I think. Um, and I hit, uh, so it goes like iron, one, two, three, bronze, silver, gold, uh, platinum, diamond, yeah, something, something else. And then the last one is called radiant is the last tier. And it, I was like, they missed the mark. Why didn't they just call it Valorant? Because <laughs> the last tier, you know what I mean? But um, I, I, I got up to, I hit gold one, and then I just got, was getting ass smacked like every match that I played in them all. I'm back down to silver one. So you, you rank up three tiers in between there. So it's, 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 it's tough on the competitive scene, but it's always been my fault. Like I'm peaking an angle that I shouldn't, or any death in that game is completely 100% my fault. The other game, that I have been playing, which may surprise a lot of you, given how much shit I talk about it sometimes. But I don't think I've ever talked shit on it on a podcast. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> Ooh, Fortnite. Yeah, for, I beckon Fortnite. <laughs> uh, man, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'm, I have been... So I always, when it came out during Season 1 and 2, I played on PlayStation 4. And I'm trying to get better at mouse and keyboard and playing on PC. Uh, the competition on PC is just, it's so rough. Because they yeah, I get outbuilded like crazy. Like, I can shoot anybody. Like, it's nobody's business. But I get outbuilded insanely. I lose build fights so quickly. And it's like, I'm trying to get better. So I, I took a break from that. I went over to PlayStation yesterday. And I, I had eight kills. And I, I won the match on PlayStation. So maybe maybe PS4 is where I should stay. <laughs> but uh, And plus, I always like playing anytime it's anything third person. I don't care if it's a competitive shooter or not. If there's third person, I just feel better playing that with a controller. I don't want to play third person with I feel like first person is made for mouse and keyboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. I mean, Fortnite, the, the competitive community is kind of torn on this new season there. Fortnite really has been letting down their most hardcore players uh, for the last almost two seasons. Um, but I, I mean, I've jumped in and I have a really good time. I play a lot uh, with my friend Colby. Uh, that's kind of like the game. He's my, he was my roommate for four years in college and I'll jump on and play with him. And, and my girlfriend and I play together. Sometimes we always have a good time playing Fortnite. Um, but now, you know, the meta on PC is that everyone's playing controller. Um, I, and I know ah, okay. you're not, yeah, it, it's, so people are using their scuff controllers and, or the Astro, um, C40, which is a controller that I use. So basically what happened a while ago is they, they messed with the, uh, aim assist on PC and controller. So everybody switched over to controller because they're just laser beaming people now. And anyone who was playing mouse and keyboard is completely obsolete. When Fortnite first started, there were really only two or three players that were controller players. One of them was, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Jesus. Ooh, the guy. So oh, Nick Marks was Nick, one. Nick Marks. Nick Marks yeah, was one. Nick and Marks. then uh, the guy who always, he was always uh, playing against. Uh, they, it was really funny it, uh, for one of the tournaments. It was really great. They were you know, having great, awesome controller battles. But it was only like two or three of them at the beginning. And now everyone uses it. And, and anyone who uses uh, a mouse and keyboard is at a complete disadvantage. So keep that in mind when you're playing, too. You might want to plug your controller in. It might, uh, might help a little bit. I may do that the next time. I mean, if they offer it on there, I don't feel... And, you know, it's funny. For years, all you hear about is how 
mouse and keyboard on console is cheating. And now you have all these PC players complaining about people using controller. So I, I honestly think with whatever you're better at is what you should be using in any given game. Like obviously you don't want to plug a mouse or a controller into Valorant because there is no aim assist. You would right. want to use uh, mouse and keyboard. Uh, but with games with aim assist, like I play COD with a controller, even COD on PC, I play with a controller because I've always played COD with the controller. I, I started playing Call of Duty on PlayStation 3, you know? Right. So, or at least the multiplayer anyway. Um, so, yeah, com- competitively play with whatever you're comfortable with. Um, if you you on a PC, uh, like on uh, PlayStation, I'll play Apex with obviously my controller. I don't think mouse and keyboard is uh, functional on on console with the uh, mouse and keyboard but then i'll play apex on pc and use uh, mouse and keyboard instead of controller so it, it's just i think it we're getting into where as people are gaming is becoming more and more mainstream every passing week i think you're gonna see more and more controller players dominate mouse and keyboard players now granted nobody's ever gonna be like shroud or anybody that's been playing mouse and keyboard their entire life but to the average player that I would consider myself ambidextrous to switch between PC and PlayStation or Xbox is, you know, if you're comfortable with controller, that's what you should be using. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Use, use what you got to get what you want, man. That's a musical theater reference for all you uh, musical theater people out there. (laughs) (laughs) I have a, I have a game downloaded that I hadn't played yet, but I did want to shout it out because I'm fixing to go on to the, our Twitch channel, like Kevin had said before, twitch.tv slash uh, the underscore remote underscore gaming. Um, God, it's so hard to get those underscores and everything in there. <laughs> um, there's a game that is in beta currently. Um, it was a closed beta. Um, it's only available on the Epic Game Store on PC. It's called Mortal Shell. And have you seen this game, Kevin? I have not. So it is extremely, extremely, it, I think it's developed by 15 people and it, it looks gorgeous, but it is uh, heavily influenced by the Souls series. Um, and I'm going to be playing that on the Twitch channel. Uh, it's currently, like I said, if you have a PC and you're on Epic Game Store, it is, the beta has been, it was in such high demand because it was on Twitch, like number two there over the weekend. And so Epic and the company that's developed it basically said let's just open the beta for everybody so it's currently it's a little demo i think it's about two hours long and i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna stream that later this evening nice uh, but I, I haven't played it but that's one game that i'm really looking forward to you know me anything souls like i'm i'm totally sold on <laughs> that's true it has if it, if it, in the description it says souls like joseph's like oh hey have you seen this uh, new game it's uh, coming out <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so that is kind of what we've been playing. We're going to have a new segment right before we do the news. I think we're going to try and always do the news right before our main topic, uh, especially our last news segment it really goes in conjunction with our main topic this week. So uh, our new segment we're going to call freebies. And this is just something really short. Uh, we all like free stuff. Um, what we're going to be doing is kind of giving you the best place during the week of what we've seen of where to get free games or the best free games. I mean, there's tons of free games out there, depending on whatever type of uh, platform you own. Uh, There's different ways to access that. But these are just some of the ones that I've seen throughout the week um, that are going to be free. Uh, Currently, right now, if you own uh, the Epic Game Store, 
you can get Killing Floor 2. Um, it is a third-person action-adventure game, kind of zombie, demon slayer type game. Uh, comes to July, uh, the Epic Games Store on July 9th through the 16th. So that is going to, if you don't know, if you don't own uh, PC or if you do own PC and you don't, you're one of those people that refuse to use the Epic Games Store, I strongly urge you to reconsider because they come out with free games every month and some of them have been pre pretty decent titles um and they're only available for like four to five days depending on uh the time and then sometimes they'll do like a uh, little countdown timer and it'll be like a major triple a game that's only available for free for like a few hours so it, it really is i know a lot of people were mad about the epic game store because everybody wants to download their games on steam on pc but um i i really like what they've done with it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm in the very uh, minority on that. But uh, So you can get Killing Floor 2. There's a couple other games on there, but that was the one that really stood out to me. Um, this one's really cool. So uh, Ubisoft is doing a uh, live stream on Friday. Uh, this comes to our good friend, and by good friend, it's someone we've never met or probably doesn't even know exists, but we use them all the time. C and Meyer over at BG247. Uh, says fans who tune into the Ubisoft Forward live stream this weekend will receive a copy of Watch Dogs 2 free of charge. The main conceit is that it will only be available for PC players with access to Uplay. In order to claim your free copy, you'll need to tune into the Ubisoft Forward live stream at a certain time, at which point you'll be instructed on how to redeem Watch Dogs 2 for free. So for those that didn't know, Ubisoft is going to do a live stream this weekend where it's assumed that they're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. And this is kind of their, uh, since there is no E3, this is going to be Ubisoft's chance to kind of showcase what they have uh, to offer for the upcoming consoles. Um, but uh, one of those, like I said, if you if you tune in, you can get uh, Watch Dogs 2 for free, which I don't know, Kevin, have you played it? I have not played Watch Dogs 2, no. Much better than the or first game. Uh, very fun game, open world. Um Sit in there, hack, do kind of like your open sandbox GTA, uh, similar to that. But uh, it's a uh, Watch Dogs 2 is much better. You don't have to play the first one really to know anything that's going on in the second one. Um, and I, I would definitely play this before playing Legion because I think some of the stuff is going to, story beats are going to tie into it. So that was another uh, cool way to, if you want a free game there, um, go check out uh, Ubisoft's Forward. And that is going to be live this Friday. And then, obviously, uh, those PlayStation Plus owners are getting Rise of the Tomb Raider, NBA 2K20, and Erica. These are three games for free if you're a PlayStation Plus owner. So I guess, I mean, not technically for free, but if you're playing, paying, what, 40, 50 bucks a year for PlayStation Plus, you get these free games every month. Right. Uh, always, always download these. Even if you don't intend to play it at the time, download it, because once it's gone, you can't ever access that game again, and it may be something that you want to try, or at least all you have to do is add it to your library. It doesn't download to your game, but you're saving it to your account. Does that yep. make sense? Yep, and so. and it's it, literally they're free video games. I have so many games that I haven't even played yet uh, that I've gotten for free. I mean, uh, these uh, I'm definitely going to be adding. I add all of them every month, even if I'm not interested in the game, just to have it. Why not? You know, you you ne you never know. So. It's, yeah, it's it's sure. worth it. Add it to your library. What it, I mean, you're you're paying for this. If you have PlayStation Plus, you're paying for this. Uh, and obviously, and games, to... games Pass. If you have Xbox Games Pass, you win because you get a ton of other, you know, games that are 
that are free for that small amount that you're paying every month. I don't even know what it is. Um, but yearly, yeah, I, I pay for uh, Games Pass on PC, and I, I pay nine dollars a month, and you know, I get uh, I've played Gears of War four, Gears five. Um, all the Halos that are releasing, they're fixing a release. They put Halo uh, 1, 2, and uh, what was it? Not ODST, but uh, what was the prequel? Reach? Halo? I can't remember. Reach, yeah. They put Reach on PC, and Halo 3 is actually fixing to come out for PC, and that one's I'm, I'm really stoked for. So Games Pass gets you all that. Uh, recently, Games Pass, No Man's Sky just came to Games Pass, and that game has went through a complete... Uh, 360 from when that game was first announced for PlayStation 4 back in, I think, what, 2016? Yeah, I've got a funny story about that game. <laughs> my for, So for uh, my birthday one year, my girlfriend wanted to go uh, buy me uh, a video game. She, she, she went in and was going to buy me a video game, and she went into... This is pretty early on when we were dating, I think, because it came out, what, like four or five years ago? Or maybe three years ago? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Was, I think it came out... 16 or 17. So we, we were dating for maybe a year or two and she went into GameStop and she was like, hey, like, you know, my boyfriend's a, 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 a big gamer. I want to get him something for his birthday. And the guy was like, oh, you got to get him No Man's Sky. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be the best game in the world. And she was like, really? And this was before it came out. This is before it came out. So she got it. Uh, pre-ordered it or whatever and and i got it on on my birthday and uh and i played it i was like this game is trash (laughs) (laughs) but i had to play it it. certainly was when it first came out yeah when it first came out but i still have it so uh you know uh, maybe i'll jump back in and play it because i i've been meaning to just because i know it's gotten so much better um so yeah pick that up the games pass is literally the best um value in in gaming you can't you can't for sure on, on Xbox Game Pass that is on Xbox, like I said, I have it for PC, uh, but the one for Xbox just got Red Dead Redemption 2, and like they're fixing to get Fallout 76, and I'm stoked about that because I've heard that that game's changed a lot, and for a game that, you know, a lot of people talk shit on, which, you know, rightfully so, uh, in my opinion, um, well, talk shit as in they didn't get what they were promised, Okay. Uh, and the game you know, this will call this will culminate into our main discussion today but um not saying anything vile but they 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 the, the hate was somewhat warranted um on fallout 76 because it was incomplete the game was buggy um, but it's went through a lot of changes uh, they added npcs recently and so i'm really excited to play that when it comes to games fast so you know lots of different ways to get free games um like i said not necessarily free games but i think if i'm paying nine dollars a month and i can play gears four five all the halos no man's sky fallout 76 try all these games games like hollow knight um you know that for nine bucks a month that's a steal it's a steal oh it's unbelievable yeah I, i i really think that we're we're getting into i think um games as a service maybe like a netflix type scenario will be front and center come next console generation I think so. I think it's just a matter of time before Sony does it. I mean, they have a what is it called? PlayStation now. now. Yeah. But it is horrible. I had it for a little bit when it first came out and I it's you're streaming the game. Right. And you're not actually downloading it with Games Pass, your Xbox Games Pass, you're actually downloading the game. There's no input lag or anything like that. You don't have to worry about your internet connection being able to run it. So games like Uncharted and these offline games were great for PlayStation now. They stream just fine. But anytime you're streaming something, we learned with Google Stadia, uh, 
competitive games are that's just not going to be a way to go about yeah. playing games like that. So hopefully PlayStation gets something similar to Xbox Game Pass in the future. Um, but yeah, those are the games. Oh, and that Erica game I wanted to talk about. I hadn't heard about this because you're getting really two really good games. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is probably the best Tomb Raider game ever made, in my opinion. And then NBA 2K20, which is a you know last year's NBA game, which I still haven't played yet, but I'm, I'm going to download this. Uh, the game Erica is included. It's, I looked this up. I didn't know what it was. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. But so I, it's $9.99. And it's live action. It's it's like a movie. It's like choose your own adventure of what happens. It's it's completely live acted out. Interesting. Yeah, I, I saw. I remember seeing the cover art for it, and and I, I I just haven't really looked it up. Yeah, it's basically an interactive, legitimate movie with live action actors and uh, uh, characters. And so I thought I thought that was kind of cool. It may be something I check out. Uh, probably not, though. To be completely honest, that might be one of the games I avoid. Um, but those are your freebies for this week. Um, if you have any uh, games that you are aware of out in the ether of the internet, uh, because it is a long, deep hole out there, if you know of any games <laughs> that are free that you think are worth mentioning, feel free to email us at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so we're going to go ahead and just get right into the news now. We have, I think, five items on the news this week. Kevin, what's our number one? We're going to be talking about the Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, leak gameplay. And this is this comes by uh, Joe Scribbles at IGN. Uh, Assassin's Creed games will be shown off before Ubisoft want them to be. And today has seen another example for the perennially, uh, perenni- perennially leaked series with 30 minutes of gameplay footage making their way onto the internet. Mark with a clear, uh, quote, work in progress, end quote, tag, and seemingly uploaded in low resolution. The footage shows a player using the female version of the lead character, Ivor, Ivor, or something like that, and includes uh, open world exploration, Raven Sight, which uh, reveals stats for wealth, mysteries and secrets in the area, longboat gameplay, combat amid a full castle siege, um, the player uses twin axes and a bow in this footage and has two ability wheels mapped to each controller trigger and can use a battering ram to take down gates in their way. Uh, a boss battle that ends a choice to either execute or spare the victim. The game's skill menu, a look at inventory, uh, a button to seemingly enter the game's animus from the in-game menus, a seemingly non-regenerated health bar, and a version of Odyssey's absolute best ability, the Spartan Kick, which the writer is delighted about. The footage clearly isn't what Ubisoft would have hoped to be the first true gameplay shown to fans, particularly as it contains bugs that seem to affect cuts into and between cutscenes, as well as a general visual issues throughout. Multiple versions of the footage have been uploaded and subsequently removed by Ubisoft since it first leaked. With the Ubisoft Forward conference coming this weekend, it seems likely that we will see the intended gameplay at the showcase. Ubisoft has not responded to requests or comments for the source of the footage or whether it represents the game at the current stage of development. Um, So I actually didn't get to see any of this. I was too late. Uh, Ubisoft took all of this stuff down uh, fairly quickly. Within an hour or two, it was uh, everything was pretty much down um, and I searched for it. But I know you saw it, Joseph. What did you think? I did. I was at work and I happened to, you know, for those that don't know, I am a paramedic and one of one of the 
good things that comes with being a paramedic. There's not really a lot, but one of the good things that comes with being a paramedic is we get a lot of downtime. And so I was sitting there watching, kind of going through Twitter and kind of basically looking for news stories to see what we could talk about this week on a podcast. And uh, I saw the gameplay and I watched it and I didn't sit there for the whole 30 minutes. I kind of skipped forward a little bit because it was very, um, you know, Assassin's Creed. If you played Origins or um, Odyssey, it plays exactly like those. It looks almost identical as far as like the UI and the uh, the, the pause interface menu are very uh, similar to Odyssey, um, which that's fine. Um, visually, I thought it looked great. Uh, you know, they, they were talking about in that IGN article, lots of visual disturbances. And these were mainly like texture pops and things like that. Um, there were the character models, which I don't know what it is ever since uh, Assassin's Creed has moved over to the engine that runs Origins Odyssey. And uh, now obviously Valhalla, there are some character model disturbances. The, the, the facial expressions don't really fit the tone. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, um, there were things like that, uh, kind of odd transitions between cutscenes and things of that sort. Um, but the gameplay looked great. Uh, that scene where it was talking about the, the castle siege or whatever, I watched that part. That was pretty cool. You're sitting there, you kind of get to pick your battles, who you want to fight. Uh, the Raven is the same as Eagle Vision from the first from Assassin's Creed Origins, to which was the Hawk in Odyssey, and now it's a Raven. Uh, it's just where you go above and you scout out locations, things like that. That's all that is. Um, it looked to me like everything, like the buttons, the interface and everything was a Xbox. Either they were playing on a PC or a Series X. I'm assuming it was probably on Xbox Series X. Um, it was running, obviously, at 60 frames per second. It, it looked like it was running really good. So that's why I don't think this was running on an Xbox or a PS4. Um, it was at 60 FPS. There was some stuttering and some frame loss, but like I said, it had the work in progress down and below. Um, but it looked good. It looked like more Assassin's Creed. I actually, uh, the, the atmosphere in this looks really cool. Like it's, it, it gives you that cool kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like if you've ever been any place in Europe on a cold morning where it's very bright and sunny, but it just that that haze that the coolness kind of gives off. Does that make any kind of sense at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Say, so, I like the way the atmosphere feels in this game. It's got those, you know, obviously the Nordic, the lots of browns, greens, blues, and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it. I don't think I've really hated any Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. There have been several that I've just kind of like, eh, can can this thing be over? But I've, I've always enjoyed Assassin's Creed. So um, I haven't finished Odyssey yet. I do plan on going back to that. I won't be picking Valhalla up this year, probably, um, unless it just happens to, unless I see more of it and it just happens to blow my fucking socks off or something. But I, I don't have any intention of playing that this year because I, I want to beat Odyssey. And there's just, you know, cyberpunks coming out. And I'm going to be knee deep in that when that comes out. Um, but it looked good. It looked, it looked really good. That's great. I mean, I'm I'm not really uh, I I'm burnt on Assassin's Creed. I, I have been for a while. I know they're really great games, but I'm I honestly don't. God, I see Assassin's Creed and I'm like oh, another one, really. And uh, you know that might be an unpopular opinion, but I I, uh, I don't know. I, know I, I completely get it. Like I said, like I I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is fantastic, uh, but I just you know I was sitting there 
during quarantine when it first started and after my shoulder surgery and I was playing that and Red Dead at the same time. So it was kind of that open world fatigue we've talked about before. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I put it down and then things like The Last of Us started coming out and Valorant. And I just kind of let go of Odyssey. But yeah, I, I get it. That's totally a valid complaint. That's just how they are. You know what I mean? Those yep. games just get monotonous. Um, Odyssey, the good thing about Valhalla from what I'm hearing is the map is twice as small as odyssey's because odyssey's was ungodly huge like it was insane like you zoomed out on the map i can't believe they were able to cram all that in the one disc to be honest but yeah, i mean so, they're, yeah. they're definitely the the technical side of those games are always uh, very interesting and they do a really great job over there at ubisoft but yeah i uh it Maybe I'll pick this one up. It just depends on the lull and 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 if I'm really itching to play something else or not. So yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get on to the next one. What do you got, Joseph? All right, so this also comes to you via IGN at um, Joe Scrubbles once again. He is very popular. I like that name, Scrubbles. Scrubbles. Uh, Xbox Series X first party games showcase coming on July 23rd. Now, I I don't know why they put that first party games showcase in there because I know it's going to have more than just first party. It's going to have AAA games too. Um, Obviously, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be shown. Uh, But anyway, this is going to, Xbox has announced that its showcase of Xbox Series X games, including first party titles, will be broadcast on July 23rd. The live stream will begin at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. UK. For all our British listeners, out there which are probably absolute zero <laughs> we know the showcase will be focused and will be include showings of new games like from the likes of double fine ninja theory and obsidian we also will show it uh the show will include halo infinite um so Aww. this is <laughs> yeah this is going to be happening uh 9 a.m pacific on july 23rd so tune in to remote gaming uh, Twitch channel. Me and Kevin will be live streaming that like we did the PlayStation 5 event reveal. Um, just kind of be excited to finally get to see more of Xbox because of their last presentation did have a lack of game showed. It had a lack of pretty much everything. I, I want, I honestly could care less about the games. I want to see more about the Xbox Series X. They really haven't really delved deep into it. Uh, we have hardware specifications, but I want to know what this UI looks like. I'm hoping that they actually do what PlayStation didn't, and they'll actually go in and show the menu, show how games run, the booting, things like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I want, I we're getting so close. Even though it doesn't feel like it, we're getting so close to the release of these consoles. I, I need to. We need more, man. Like I just don't feel like I feel, I feel like PlayStation and Microsoft have just dropped the ball with trying to get people hyped for these. Like like the holidays are literally five months away. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, so, I, they're they're both holding their cards very close to their chest. Right I was gonna say that that's the reason for that is they are making sure that they they want to see who 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 bats first. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and either way, I mean uh, Xbox, they gotta. I, I know you're interested in the in the heart in the system and the hardware and seeing how it runs. I could care less. I need to see games. I, I need to see games from microsoft that's that's all i need to see i need halo infinite to look phenomenal i need it to be um i need it it xbox needs it to compete with call of duty it really does it needs it to compete with those battle royales and and the call of duties and it needs to be it needs to play well it needs to look great it needs to be competitive the maps have to be good i mean they gotta not they gotta really knock it out of the park because 
you know, when Halo first came out, it was really, really great. And I'm not taking anything away from it, but the competition wasn't there. Halo was leaps and bounds better than every, just about every first person shooter out at the time, I'd say. And uh, that has not been the case for quite a long time for Halo. So hopefully they come and they just knock it out of the park and it looks phenomenal and all the hardcore uh, Halo fanboys are are happy. Uh, this kind of leads into our other uh, news story here about Halo 3. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of read this article and then we can go back and, and cover a little bit more of the Xbox uh, 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 show here. Uh, but this comes from GameSpot. Uh, it comes from Eddie McCutch. Uh, 2007 Halos 3 is regarded by many Halo fans among the best Halo games, but to date it's only ever been available on console. That is changing very soon. 343 Industries announced that Halo 3 will release on PC through the Master Chief Collection on July 14th. The game will go live at 10 a.m. Pacific time that day. Uh, the announcement of the release date comes after 343 wrapped up in a closed beta test for Halo 3 on PC, which is in keeping with the schedule of beta testing uh, each entry in the MCC before releasing them. You can check out the trailer uh, at GameSpot as well. And I, I just, I think this is very interesting that they're releasing this news and the game uh, Halo 3 will be released uh, before they, you, you really get to see Halo Infinite. Um, and I, I don't know whether it's them trying to say that Halo Infinite is going to be similar to how uh, Halo 3 played or not. Um, but releasing this on PC is a big move for them because it's been locked on consoles for so long, and a lot of the Halo Fatefuls now play on PC. Um, so it will be really interesting to see if Microsoft comes out with heavy hitters here, taking Halo and really trying to propel it to the next level and, and showing us what all of those studios that they acquired are working on as well. If they can do that uh, and muster up a lot of consumer confidence, it's going to be... Uh, really interesting and uh, they need to make people play games on their system and if they've got Halo and PlayStation doesn't have a shooter like that a lot of people are going to pick up that console what do you think? Oh yeah uh, I, I think so especially when you're you know uh, if, if there's if there's one thing Microsoft can say that they do I, th I think a lot of uh, Xbox players I know there's a lot of COD players on PlayStation, but the Microsoft side of it, Xbox side of it, is just as heavy. I feel like, um, and if if the new Halo comes out, if Halo Infinite comes out, and it can, you know, cool, whatever the story of Chief, cool. Let's let's have more of that. But I want to see them go back to the two best Halo games, in my opinion, were Halo Two and Halo Three, yeah. uh, as far as multi multiplayer goes. And so I'm going to be obviously going to be picking that up for Games Pass. Um, I hate the way that they're doing it with Games Pass. Uh, they're all coming out at separate times. And it's not just on Games Pass on Steam as well. The Master Chief Collection only had Halo 1 and 2. And then, or it came out with Reach first, and then Halo 1, and then 2, because it's going in the story's chronological order. Um, I wish they would have released them all at once. And I like Halo 4's multiplayer too, just I think 2 and 3 are the best. And I, I think if, if Halo Infinite comes out and just smashes everybody in the face with their multiplayer. I think you're right. I think you, you're going to see people, especially people that are fans of competitive shooters. We know Fortnite's getting an update for next gen. Um, that's going to be on a completely new engine. Um, so Apex it's going to be exciting. Apex is coming over it. as well. And Apex. Siege. 
Siege, um, the new Rainbow Six quarantine that's coming out. So I think if the competitive space, if people that are just playing, you know, I, I hate saying the not hardcore gamers, but in a way, competitive shooting fans that just play competitive shooters, they're more hardcore than a lot of other what I would classify as hardcore gamers. So if those competitive shooter fans jump ship and go to Xbox, I mean, yeah, Halo can, that, that console could live or die by how good the multiplayer is for Halo Infinite. I completely agree. And I think Xbox knows that. Um, you know, Chris, so Chris Raygun actually put up a very interesting video and in, uh, about Sprint in Halo. Um, and you guys should go check that out if you're Halo fans, uh, if you haven't already. It's a, it's a really interesting video. He's got, uh, he's a big, you know, Halo fanboy. And he um, talks about the addition of Sprint and how he felt that it cheapened the gameplay in Halo. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, very interesting to see if Halo Infinite will have Sprint or not. Uh, it's pretty standard in, in most modern shooters. Uh, that's just part of the mo now it's part of the gameplay style um mm -hmm. but go go give that a listen um because he makes a lot of great valid arguments i think in that and uh it will be interesting to see and he he truly believes that it, halo has not been the same since they implemented the sprint button uh and hear him out because i i i, I somewhat agree that the sprint takes away a little bit of what i believed halo was more of an arena shooter exactly um, i was about to say that it's an arena shooter at its heart yeah so and and i love arena shooters i'm a big fan so if they can come out and and halo infinite is everything that halo fans want it to be i will buy an xbox you know just for that game and a lot of people will so come on xbox we're rooting for you yeah for sure and i mean i I've, i'm excited like i said i know i'm excited to see the hardware but i'm with you i mean we know what Sony has to offer as far as first-party games. So we, Halo and, or not Halo, <laughs> Xbox and Microsoft need to come out with just, they need these really good narrative-driven exclusives, I think, too. And and maybe, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe they're set in their ways of, we're going to make games for uh, gamers that just want to play a game. And that's totally fine, too. Um, I feel like the, you know, one thing that is very heavy on Sony is Japanese games. Xbox doesn't have a lot of JRPGs. Right. Um, they're all they're all mainly on PlayStation. And I feel like where am I trying to go with this? I'm trying to I'm trying to say that Xbox just they 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 corner a different space. They corner a different market, they, I think. They do, and I, I don't think it, they did that intentionally. But I think they're trying to work with. They they know now what Sony has, right? They know what their competition is, so they're going to try and do something a little bit different. And I think um, I honestly I still have I really want Microsoft, and you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this. I would love to see Microsoft get some kind of exclusivity from some huge AAA game. Like what if, what if they were able to get, and this will never happen, but like, what if they were able to get like call of duty, right? Like call of duty is only ever going to be available on Microsoft and PC or Xbox and PC or something like that. I would love to see them just acquire some studio. They then getting us obsidian was huge. And I, I was really hoping when they did that, that, um, Outer Worlds wasn't going to come to any other console. I thought that would have been very interesting because that would have given them a leg up on competition. You know what I mean? So they need to stop trying to share 
so much because right. they do they do do that. Like Minecraft is on PlayStation. The Minecraft is owned by Microsoft. Yep. Um, that's one of the biggest games out there today is Minecraft. They I really at the same time you can call Sony greedy, but look at what they're doing with like games like The Last of Us and God of War and things like that. If 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 Microsoft were just gonna nut up and just say, hey, going forward, Minecraft is only Xbox exclusive. Like that would be huge. Yeah. Um, going forward, you know, we're we're acquiring this studio for from this space. Like they really need that. I want. I'm hoping. Because believe me, I mean, like I like I said, I play PC because I don't see the reason to own an Xbox. But that doesn't mean that I don't root for Microsoft and Xbox. Like I love Xbox games. Um, I I really want them to um, give me a reason. Give me a reason to buy your console. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Our next news item comes view via IGN via via golly tongue tied here. Need a drink of water. Adam Bankhurst. Uh, NBA 2K1 will be released on current gen platforms on September 4th, 2020. And while it won't arrive on PlayStation 5 and Series X until holiday, it is being built from the ground up for next gen systems. Um, basically, this goes on to talk about uh, current gen release. Uh, the next gen version is going to be $10 more on NBA 2K20, right? So the point that this is being in the news is to talk about. Uh, Obviously, it seems like um, games next gen are going to cost seventy dollars as opposed to sixty. Um, with NBA Two K being the first to kind of tout that, but we've heard other developers um, in the AAA space. I think uh, one of the guys from Activision said that this is going to become the norm in the future, which I I'm all for because if you think about it, development costs are outrageous. I think Red Dead Redemption Two costs two hundred million dollars to make. And so, obviously, with games becoming more expensive to make, they're also, right now, they're cheaper than they've ever been. I remember, I've said this on the podcast, but I remember buying Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for $75 on the Sega Genesis brand new. That's why people rented games in the 90s. Oh, I rented almost all the games that I I owned back then because games were were really, 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 yeah, they were hundreds of dollars even you know what i mean and so like that that's what i'm saying like games are cheaper than they've ever been and if you don't think games are cheap yeah uh, remember how games used to be in the 90s and like think of the production value like look at games like the last of us 2 and god of war and how good madden looks compared to madden on the sega or whatever you know what i mean like it's it's insanity that we've been getting able to buy games at 60 dollars for so long yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy to me that people are this upset um, over a ten dollar increase when you can get over a hundred hours of entertainment out of a game. I mean, uh, for think about it's just it's unbelievable. People go to the bar and spend sixty bucks like it's going out of style, and and they're there for five hours. You know, I'm guilty. I spend a lot of money when I go out to eat and drink, right? And if and it, it lasts two or three hours. And yes, you you make memories with friends, whatever, whatever, but. If you can play a game for a hundred hours and get that much content and entertainment, and you're not willing to spend the same amount of money that you're willing to go out and spend on a couple fucking drinks, come on now. Like, don't give me that shit. You know, don't give it to me. And games are always going on sale. And PlayStation Plus stuff is free, and Game Pass is free. Uh, you know, Game Game Pass. Not it's not free, but they do give you games for free for a, a, a small amount of of money. You're getting a huge bang for your buck. Just 
sit there and think about it for a second instead of getting angry, right? And put it into perspective. It, it's not a big deal. I see some foreshadowing with that statement with this main topic we're going to talk about here. <laughs> yes, there, there, is, there is some definite foreshadowing. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, and I'm going to say a company, there, there are not one company in particular, but um, there are certain companies that I will gladly pay $100 for their game, given the content that's in it. Because I know that company has a work of art. They have a reputation that's been built up, like with games like Rockstar, right? Uh, CD Projekt Red. Yep. Um, Naughty Dog. Yep. Uh, Sony Santa Monica. These companies have shown they, yeah, their game may take a long time to come out, but it's going to be worth it. I guarantee you, you know, people can talk shit on Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. The Elder Scrolls has always been Bethesda's bread and butter. And I don't give a shit when I play the Elder Scrolls 6. Hopefully it's before 2030. But <laughs> given how every Elder Scrolls game is good, there has not been a bad Elder Scrolls game at all. That's that's like their jam. You know what I mean? Like they acquired the Fallout license after Fallout 2 from Obsidian. And Fallout 3 was good. Fallout 4 wasn't as good. New Vegas was brilliant, but New Vegas was developed by Obsidian. And so to I, I, I'm gladly gonna pay whatever these companies and I, I've list one of the guys we listened to, Colin Moriarty on Sacred Symbols. Uh, he's stated for years in games journalism that there needs to be competitive pricing. And I totally agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to see Call of Duty come out and say, okay, this is going to be, uh, COD is now going to be $80. And then Rainbow Six, the next Rainbow Six Siege is, all right, we're going to do $100. So it's like that, because what that does is that makes people go, okay, if I'm going to pay $100 for this game, this is probably going to be one of the only games I can buy this month. Now look at release windows in the fall. Like, it, usually that's when Call of Duty comes out. That's when Battlefield, when one comes out, that's when that comes out. And then... Um, you know, you're going to have like cyberpunk and all these games If there's like a competitive market in, in pricing these games, people aren't going to be able to buy all three games. Right. Right. So you're, you're picking and choosing with that competitive market. And I, I, I'm, I'm totally for competitive pricing as far as just a flat $70 across the board. You know what I mean? But it seems like that's what we're going to for now. And, and that's, that's totally fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for the developers. Uh, I think ultimately it's going to be better for gamers. I think uh, I think the the market is going to be better. I think they're going to have more money in their pockets, even if it's just a ten dollar increase. It's you spread that out, they're going to make more money and be able to uh, to make better games. So more power to them. They work really hard. They should get paid money. They work exactly. really hard at those studios. Um, and and if you're going to pay for a premium product, and and video games are a premium product. Uh, they're a luxury. They're they're not a necessity. Uh, paying a little bit more uh, for it is is worth it. And look, I'm I'm not sitting here on a high horse. I I don't have a lot of money. I don't make a ton of money. Uh, it's not coming. You're unemployed at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I literally got laid off. So uh, you know, there's there's that. Um, so it's not coming from a place of privilege. Uh, it's coming from a place of understanding the entire picture and looking at it from. And respecting the industry, correct? And respecting art and respecting art. It is yeah. art. Uh, as as an as an artist myself, an actor, uh, you have to respect everything that goes into it and and the amount of hours and dedication 
that comes from all of this. So we're going to move into um, the the last news segment, and it's going to kind of bleed into our topic. Uh, I'm going to read the article. Uh, it, it's titled The Last of Us Part Two's Laura Bailey, Neil Druckmann, and Naughty Dog Respond to Online Harassment. It's written by Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. And here is what the article says. Naughty Dog, the studio behind Last of Us Part Two, as well as Abby's voice actor, Laura Bailey, and director Neil Druckmann have responded to the online harassment and death threats they have received following the game's release. Laura Bailey took to Twitter on July 3rd to share some of the horrible message she has received since The Last of Us Part Two was released on June 19, 2020. Alongside images of some of the responses, Bailey said, and I quote, Man, I try only to post positive stuff on here, but sometimes this gets a little overwhelming. I blacked out some of the words because, you know, spoilers. Side note, thank you to all the people who send me positive message to balance it out. It means more than I can say, end quote. The response was overwhelmingly positive and rightfully so with so many around the industry and beyond showing support for Bailey. So much so she responded by thanking all those who did. Damn, Bailey said, quote, the amount of encouraging responses to this, I've always believed that good people far outweigh the bad. Thank you for reminding me of that today, end quote. Earlier today, July 5th, Naughty Dog took to Twitter to condemn, quote, any form of harassment or threats towards our team and cast, end quote. Quote, although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority, but we must work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse, end quote. An hour later, Neil Druckmann shared some uh, hate he's been getting, quote, you can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it, and uh, Druckmann said, unfortunately, too many of the messages I've been receiving are vile, hateful, and violent. Here are a handful of them. It's important to expose trigger warning, transform, uh, transphobic, homophobic, anti-Semitic, Etc. End quote. Um, so this is going to be our our topic of the week is going to be harassment, uh, uh, online harassment in the gaming industry, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, about what Naughty Dog's been seeing. Um, we're going to talk a little bit when uh, not harassment, but but a, a constructive criticism uh, is is necessary. Um, as well, uh, I just want to start by saying, if you are a person who is posting death threats to people, or you are, um, uh, you know, making fun of the way they look or speak or uh, telling them to kill themselves, anything like that, um, you are a sad human being. I hope you find the help that you need, um, and someone should take the, take away the ability to use social media. Um, because, uh, words, words hurt and they, if you're coming after an actress because she played a, a role of a character that you didn't like, this doesn't happen in a lot of other industries. Uh, this is something that is, is, it's not completely unique to gaming, but you see it more in gaming than you do in just about any other form of media, um, uh, to this extent. I mean, the gaming industry right now is going through a lot uh, with uh, obviously sexual harassment allegations and things of that nature. Uh, but this is this has really been brought to light by The Last of Us Part Two. It's been so volatile and so unbelievably polarizing um, that it's it's caused this outcry of people who feel the need 
to reach out to Laura Bailey and Neil Druckmann and tell them to kill themselves because they created this this video game. I mean, I can't wrap my head around that at all. I can't. I can't subscribe to that. I can't. I, I hate seeing it. I hate when they when they post it. Uh, I hate seeing the types of remarks that they get. It's it's completely and it's unbelievable and it's it's fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna interrupt real quick. Um, uh, you're a lot nicer than I am. I'm not. If you're one of the people that's doing that, you're a piece of fucking shit. You're you're human trash and. That has no place in anything to, because you were fucking upset of how a video game turned out or something happened to a character that you didn't want to see happen, that they, they that the story didn't go the way you wanted it to, gives you the right to tell someone to take their own life or that you will kill them. That's fucking insanity to me. And the fact that you have some of these people, I've read these posts and we're not going to repost. We're not going to say anything that these pieces of shit have said. If you want to look up what it was said, you can go look at Laura Bailey's Twitter and read the comments. You can see all the anti-Semitic remarks that were uh, said to Neil Druckmann. Uh, but I'm not going to give those people a platform. The, the, you know, it is the most demeaning and hateful but at the same time, the biggest bunch of coward pussy shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because, and we're not going to give spoilers for those that are kind of worried about everything. Uh, we did a spoiler cast in the last two last week. You can go check that out and listen to that. Um, we're not going to give spoilers for the game. But <laughs> the majority of the people are very upset at this game. Like It did, it did not re receive well from a majority of the of their their players uh critically it's a hit and i i for one am always one of the people that i try to tend to listen to the community more than than critics except for this game because i love the game and i i feel like the people that are hating on it just either didn't understand what it was trying to do or you know and that's fine if you want to make you know constructive criticism that's all well and good. If you didn't like it because of the gameplay, or you know what, you didn't like the story, that's fine. Give a reason for it, and then move about your day. But to go out of your way to say you're going to kill somebody, or that somebody should kill themselves, that I, I just don't get that. Like, why? Because you're a warrior behind a keyboard? 99% of the people that said that probably would never say this to Neil Druckmann if they ran into him on the street. Oh, absolutely not. I'm not, not, not saying Neil Druckmann is an intimidating guy. What I'm saying is most people are keyboard warriors. They want to say what they want to say that's in their heart and put it out there, but they they won't say shit to somebody's face. Because, because you're they a coward. Know it's, yeah, they're, it's a coward and they know it's disgusting. And I... Oh, God, they're, they're embarrassed by it, right? But yeah. I get to be behind the keys of a keyboard and an avatar for my profile picture. You don't know who I am, and I can get out whatever is on my heart. And that's the bad thing about it is most of these people that are saying these things, that truly is how they feel. And that's what I'm more disgusted by is, is the fact that – not the fact that these things got said, but the, the, the things that got said, people meant. That's, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, it's it's sad, and I – I feel bad for, you know, the people receiving the hate because they just don't deserve it. Obviously, no one deserves that, but it must, it, it's got to be tough for them to see this. 
for something that they worked so hard on and, and, and really put in hours and they were not deceiving people. I mean, yes, people are mad that they switched Joel with, with Jesse in certain scenes and they did things like that, which is a little switcheroo. Yeah. But look guys, they were trying to protect their game. They were trying to protect the story. They were trying to protect everything. And if you can't, the first, people that have done that too. Hideo Kojima did that in Metal Gear Solid 2's trailers. Right. There were trailers that flat out showed Solid Snake in certain sections of the game that he was never in. And right. and and part of that is to allude that, yes, to build that up, that you, you're trying to hide. You The reason they did that, they don't do it to deceive you. They do it to show you the levels and parts of that game to show case that hey it all doesn't just look like this greenery right so let's say in the case of jesse from the last of us it doesn't all have to look like this part of seattle we want to show these interior cutscenes and things like that and they replaced him with joel right they do that so they could show that off but if they don't show that then it's a spoiler that maybe something happens to joel right there's a reason for that and i you know, there there is room for constructive criticism always. If you know, and but also, you don't have to comment on Neil Druckmann's tweet saying, "Hey, you know what, Neil? I really didn't like the game. I didn't like the story, and I didn't. Who cares, man? Keep it to yourself, dude. He doesn't fucking care. He doesn't need to see that. He doesn't care about your opinion. He doesn't. I I, I guarantee he doesn't care, and no. and he shouldn't care. It it just I don't know what gave people the right and the and the sense of of importance that they have like neil Druckmann's gonna actually care what i have to say about his fucking video game oh, and that's the thing it's like social media is at fault for this because they they make it to where you you can talk to your celebrities on twitter because they have it and so that's that's where it comes from is is because they have a platform and you have the same platform and you can comment on them. So it is like you're talking to that person. So they, they feel that they can say whatever the fuck they want and they just flat out don't care. You know what I mean? I, I do. And it's, it's sad. Now there are places and I, and I wanted to touch on this as well, where I think constructive feedback um, for a game that's released, that's, that's maybe broken or there's something that they literally promised that's not there or if, 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 the systems in the game are misleading or maybe they are negative in some other form, like they're trying to take your money or something. So Fallout 76 is, is an example I wanted to bring up. Now, it, it received a lot of hate on the internet um, because it was broken, completely broken at launch, literally couldn't, almost couldn't play the game. Uh, it, was, it was not feature complete. It was a lot of things, and people took to you know, to YouTube videos and Twitter saying, Hey guys, why are you putting out this broken thing to us? You promised us X, Y, and Z. Now, no one should ever say, go kill yourself and, you know, fuck, you know, no, but you can, it is okay to say, Hey, Bethesda, I, I, I paid $60 for this game and I, it's broken. And you, you promised us all of these things. Um, a, a perfect example uh, to me is this game that came out Warface Breakout. We've talked about it on the podcast. I was a big, big proponent of this game when it first came out. I really liked it. It was janky, but they were like, hey, we're going to fix this game, right? This game is going to be fixed. We're going to take care of it in the next couple of patches. And to be completely honest, it's only got worse. Um, the patches, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's almost unplayable still. And I, I paid 20 bucks for this game. And I, I, I went to bat for it. I really did. I said, this is a good game. You should pick it up. They're going to fix the problems. They're, they're being 
really open and honest with their community. Um, and uh, it's been what over a month, probably, right? It, probably almost a month. Yeah, and a the, weeks. the game is com- completely worse than when it came out. And you know, to I I left a comment on their Twitter page to where I was like, "Hey, man, you know, a lot of people wasted twenty bucks on this, and you didn't you didn't fix it." Right. So I, I I said the same thing. I, I they posted one of the um the they they were like hey the new patch is out and i was like oh my god i'm so excited and i set my whole day aside i was going to stream it for like six hours that's how into this game i was i was like i'm going to stream it all day i'm going to wake up early and i'm going to stream from like noon to six or 11 to six and i got on and i started streaming and i it was unplayable literally unplayable so i posted a clip of of me frozen for 45 seconds in a competitive ranked match and i was like hey guys i was like i don't know if you're aware but like this this patch broke the game again, and and I I set aside a long time to play this game and share it with other people, and I, I can no longer do that, uh, and that that sucks, and and you know nothing too negative, but I did post a clip of of the game saying, guys, this is this is not working again, and I don't know if you're aware, you probably are, but you know it. Come on, you know it's like you gotta. You got to play test these things. You got to do it when, especially when you're being this open and honest with your community and it's, it's formed and the people who have stayed are really good people. They're really good gamers. They're, they're patient and kind, but I logged on a couple days ago to watch a streamer who they, they, they partnered a bunch of streamers at the beginning. Um, and one of the guys who did, and, and he's sitting there. And he's like, look, guys, we got devs in the in the in the chat. If there's anything you want to say or, or let them know about your problems you're running into, be nice, be respectful. And every single person was like, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. That's this is wrong. This is wrong. And they're being polite and respectful about it. But there were so many things. And the streamer was just like, yeah, guys, you know, I like playing this game. Um, it's it's right now. It's really frustrating for me to play because it's not fair. And and the hit reg is wrong. And, and, the, and the lag spikes are atrocious. And. Um, that is constructive criticism, right? Going in and saying to the the developers, "Well, you promise us this, and you know you can die and, and kill yourself." And come on, people, it's a video game. It is a fucking video game. At the end of the day, nothing is that serious. And 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 if you have to, if that's how your life is, so sad that you have to get your anger out on on other people on the internet because you feel entitled and worth it. Fuck you. And and at the same, to counter that, not counter, but to say that it is that serious because, um, but from the perspective that we're trying to defend here, you know, people worked on these games for years. They dedicated parts of their lives, time, effort, that they're never going to get back. Um, and especially games like The Last of Us Part Two, which does not warrant anything remotely close to the types of criticism that it's got online now if you want to think it's bad and and you didn't like the story and you didn't like playing as a certain character then that's that's fine you can leave it at that and and you can you know voice your opinion and stuff like that but the the real vile uh hatred filled comments that get left it's just people put pride and effort into this and and to like cyberbullying is a real thing. And I, this is going to sound weird, but one of the, it's, I think it's one of the most recent things I can think of, of, of being cyberbullied and someone committing suicide. There was a porn star that um, took her life because of the hate comments she was getting on the internet. Yeah. Um, 
Now, granted, we, we are not, we're not getting morality choices of being a porn actress or anything like that, but you, it, she still didn't deserve the things that was said to her. You know, that's still a human being, and and she took her life because of it. Um, she had people that cared about her, and now she's dead. And, like, that, that happens to people all the time. And I only use that because it was the most recent thing that came to mind. Um, but it happens all the time. Kids in high school get picked on and on Facebook and things like that. And I've seen uh, on news articles where somebody was bullied so much that they killed themselves. And it's just words do have weight. Now, Neil Druckmann probably doesn't care, but he's seen, I mean, he's been overwhelmed with all this hate. That's good. That has to have some, even if it's like in the back of your mind and your subconscious, psychologically, that is damaging to a person. Yeah, it, it is. And and all of that stuff takes up mental space, whether you want it to or not, whether it's affecting you as much or as little as whatever. I mean, I recently today, I, I limited, I went on to my phone and, and social media has just been so uh, crazy recently that I limited my time. I went on my screen time app on my phone and for for Facebook, Instagram and Twitter every day, I only have an hour that I can look at it. Um, and because it's taking up space in my in my head whether i want it to or not and yeah. it it's something that you know right now i'm i'm really working on on clearing my head of and meditating all the shit uh whatever the bottom line is is that it affects them whether or not you think it does or you it doesn't matter it's going to affect them subconsciously it will oh for sure like and that's the thing and the moral majority of everything that we're trying to culminate here is just just be good to one another like it doesn't you don't have to take your day out on somebody if you don't like something leave well enough alone i mean give constructive criticism i I think that's a good thing like if something is bad and it deserves or even if you think it is bad let somebody know because the only way things improve is if you do tell the flaws of it right If, if people just are yes men and they pat somebody on the back for something that they did, nothing will ever change. Nothing ever gets better. That's how we evolve and and become better human beings is being told by what we deliver, you know, whether it's a cook, whether it's a, uh, you know, a a public speaker, um, a video game developer, people need to know when things need to be corrected. And that's totally fine to offer that. But if, if, if you just didn't like something, for the sake of not liking it, something you weren't into, then those are moments that you need to, and pardon my French, but shut the fuck up yeah. and just walk away. If, 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 you know, it's funny, we're sitting here as two grown men, but the golden rule applies every single day. Yep. Do unto others as you want undone unto you. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Yep. And like that, it's just, simple common sense like how would you feel like to the not you kevin but like the people that have left these comments what if somebody did the same thing to one of their loved ones it would piss you off yeah and nobody wants to see that and and just i i can't accept that fact and and my biggest complaint with this whole thing is as gamers we want to see the gaming industry grow we want to see it have the recognition of things like the oscars you know fuck the oscars <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> right. What's, his, what's his name from the games game oh God. Um, uh, the, the developer of a way out yeah he's awesome <laughs> but anyway like we're never going to see progression in this medium 
if the people that are consumers of it act like fucking children all the time. If you just act like children, you're never going to see nobody's ever going to take the gaming industry seriously enough because like look at look these are the fans like i wouldn't be surprised if neil Druckmann and naughty dog ever want to make another fucking game again because look at it look what yeah. you did you know i i wouldn't blame them and we need to just kind of put ourselves in check just because we have social media and just because we are do have access to these people they're not your friends even if they follow you i know some people get followed by certain celebrities um, the crazy Eagles fan, EDP four, four, five, he follows me, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, like we don't have, you're still not that person's friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just cause you're on Twitter with them interacting with them. Maybe they liked your comment once. Um, one of the big guys of the industry that I see gets a lot of hate and I'm not that crazy of him. I think he's a bit of a tool sometimes, but is <laughs> Cliff Blazinski. Yeah. That dude's Twitter gets blown up with hate every single, like he could probably go to Naughty Dog and provide some kind of like psychological help for them because <laughs> he's so used to it. He, and for those who don't know, Cliff Blazinski's the creator of Gears of War. Um, he also founded Epic Games um, and kind of left and tried to do his own type of Overwatch type game. Um, what was the name of that thing? Oh my God, Battleborn, right? No, no, no. Um, Shit. I can't remember. It was more. It was a realistic looking Overwatch, basically arena type shooter. Um, and then he made a BR that failed, and and, and then just kind of quit game developing games altogether. And he said recently, he's like, after seeing everything that happened to Laura Bailey and everybody, and he's just like, this right here is why I quit the games industry. And then in that tweet, people were like, yeah, good, because your games fucking suck. You should die. Like just things. It's just like God, you just can't leave well enough alone. Like, just stop. If you don't have anything nice to say. Just let it go. And granted, I'm not that crazy about Cliffy B because of some of the interviews he's held. I don't like his attitude. Um, he's probably, I guess you would consider him, I guess at one time he was the bad boy of games development. But he doesn't deserve to be told he needs to die. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, it's... Was it Bulletstorm? I'm, I'm looking at games. Bulletstorm, Gears of War, Super Hot, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Um, Lawbreakers. That was it. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was actually, I played the beta. It was actually really, really fun. Um, but it, Overwatch was out and nobody wanted to play it. So it failed. Yeah. Um, but I guess the majority, moral majority is just, just be kind to one another, treat the, each other the way you want to be treated. Um, if you want to develop, give criti constructive criticism, uh, do it constructively. Don't, yeah. don't hate on something just to hate on it. Do you have anything else to add to that? Be nice. Be nice. Just be nice. It's 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 a great thing. It it literally floods your life with so many things. Just being positive, for sure. Like I mean, I think they say like what it takes. It takes like what four muscles to smile. It takes like fifty to frown. Like yeah. just just be just be a better person. Um, yeah. Guys, this has been this week's remote gaming podcast i hope you guys enjoyed remember to reach out to us at our gmail remote gaming podcast at gmail.com uh check us out on twitch twitch.tv slash the underscore remote underscore gaming uh we're also going to be posting all of our uh you we're trying in the process of getting all of our podcasts onto youtube um 
it's always going to be an audio format because of obviously reasons me and Kevin live across the country. We don't have a studio set up. Um, it will never be video, but we will try to get some podcasts put up onto YouTube. If there's anything else you want to see, uh, maybe some let's plays, uh, things like that. Just l- reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know if you have constructive criticism, yes, reach please. out and let us know. We, we definitely want feedback. Um, we have had some audio issues in the past few weeks on my end. I feel like um, I'm in the process of trying to acquire a new microphone. I think things are sounding okay this week, um, but uh, we are going to try to do better each week. Um, but we we need that feedback. So reach out to us on Twitter or our Gmail and let us know if you have anything to say. I am Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum. And y'all have a great week. We will see you next week. Be good to each other.